Welcome to Why the Hell Are We Friends? I'm Ellis. And I'm Mudge, and we really shouldn't be friends. Mudge is a spiritual guru and loves nothing more than running healing workshops and staring at the stars. Whereas Ellis is a staunch non-believer and can be found regularly staring at me blankly when I talk about crystals and spirits. But despite our spiritual differences, we get on like a house on fire. Or twin flames. Hmm, you've lost me on that. Don't worry. Anyway, join us each week as we scrutinise each other's life choices. Expect horoscope hang-ups, crystal ball conundrums, and my futile attempts to indoctrinate Ellis into the world of spirituality. So let's get to today's topic... Eye-gazing! Right, explain what eye-gazing is, please, Mudge. It is an exercise or a practice that involves staring into another person's eyes for a prolonged period. I feel like you're doing it right now. Are you speaking to me? (laughs) (laughs) I can't handle it. I can't. Well, it's quite natural to do it when you speak to someone. Although, you know, it still brings up some intimacy stuff for people. But when you just do it without words, without actions, nothing, just sitting in the stillness, Mm. the presence of another human being, it can be a very raw vulnerable but also connected practice we were talking about this last time and somehow you and perhaps the horoscope that we had persuaded me to go to one of your eye gazing workshops i mean you couldn't argue with that horoscope it literally said you are going to sign up for a (laughs) workshop later today Um, so maybe we'll come to that in a minute, but do you want to kind of give an overview of what it's like when you walk into the room of an eye-gazing workshop? Like, what's the setup? What's the structure of the session? How does it all work? Mm, yeah, people essentially sit in two rows opposite each other, and then for short intervals, maybe three, five minutes max, five you will... Minutes. <laughs> oh. feels, it does feel like an eternity when you are sitting there in front of another human being. They sit, look into each other's eyes... And then I kind of speak a little bit. So there's an element of it, which is a little bit like a guided meditation. And you switch partners every few minutes. Why, why? (laughs) Sorry, I'm so immature. (laughs) And and that's all there is to it objectively. But you sort of go on your own journey through the experience, can bring up lots of emotions. Sometimes people cry, sometimes they laugh. Sometimes people have to close their eyes because they feel deeply uncomfortable. Um, But there's something quite relaxing and meditative after you get over the initial uncomfortable bit. And how did you get into this? I'm trying to remember the first time I came across the practice. I think it was part of a wider workshop. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, everything is so much easier when we don't speak, especially in London, it's really hard connecting with strangers. There's so much social etiquette around when you can and when you can't speak to someone. And when you're talking, your mind is throwing up all these narratives and stories about who that person is and how you feel about them and what you think they think about you. But then just sitting, connecting with someone through eye contact, it's like you see beyond all of that mind chatter and are able just to connect with them at their rawest form. The soul. The soul, not that you believe in souls, but the soul. 
Do you like people looking at you more now <laughs> doing the eye-casting <laughs> workshops? Are you like, look at me? Oh, do I like people? Do you mean like looking at me in the eye or just like in a sort of exhibitionist way? I guess in the eye. In the eye, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. And I, I notice it more when people find it difficult to make eye contact with do me. You, do you always see it as a bit of competition? Oh, like, no, do you not try and not like, notice that someone's not looking at you and like oh stare at them more in the eye and be like, you will make eye contact with me. I'm going to hold this. Like, do you kind of internally have a bit of a competition? <laughs> No, no I, I, I like. I really I think this wouldn't come up. I, <laughs> I can't not share this. Like, never is that my intention. Never is that how I feel. Which is like, yeah, who's gonna break the eye contact first? It's <laughs> so not gonna be me. And yet, I did date someone who perceived the level of eye contact that I gave to be that way, rude and affronting and oh aggressive and competitive, which was. Yeah, difficult to navigate. What were the circumstances? What were you doing at the time? <laughs> oh, God. oh no, was it naughty? Naughty. It wasn't. Yeah, we just <laughs> we just had sex, and I was doing what I thought was a sort of normal thing, like just to lovingly look into my partner's eyes, and he got really triggered by that. And said everything that I just said is rude. You know, staring is rude. It feels aggressive. It feels confrontational. My perception of that is like, okay, this is someone who has got some intimacy stuff to work mm. on that it feels so affronting. Um, but what you described is, I think people can perceive it as particularly with men to men as, yeah, who's going to break eye contact first? There can be an aggressive thing that you have to break down that barrier. Did you, during the workshop, was there anyone where you felt like this is a staring competition? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're kind of with all of them because I felt like we were having, that was the point of the workshop was to <laughs> stare for like a minute, two minutes. It felt like forever. Um, yeah, so I was thinking all sorts of things. But um, shall we um, wind the clock back much to me on my way to your eye-gazing workshop? Oh, yes, Because I recorded a little bit of me going. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I cannot remember at all how I was feeling. I feel like I've, like, repressed it all. And I think we had a little debrief afterwards as well. So, um, yeah, let's take us back to that day. Okay, I'm... Slightly out of breath, walking to Mudge's eye-gazing workshop. Um, the reason I'm running late, I think, and I shouldn't make excuses, but I was slightly on the fence and then pretty much looked in the mirror before I left. And I was like, oh God, there's a bit of bloody mascara smudged my eyelid. And I was like, if someone's going to be staring into my eyes I'm just, I'm just gonna be paranoid the whole time that they're like looking at my eyes being like what the fuck can't you do your makeup symmetrically so it took a few minutes extra doing that and now I'm gonna be late I'll arrive I bet they'll all be in this circle already gazing at each other's eyes um and instead of getting you know adoring gazes from them I'll be getting angry stares. <laughs> oh. um, Mudge 
you're <laughs> very nice for inviting me, but you're also going to pay for this because I'm, I'm praying out about this. I really hope it's not going to be too awkward. First of all, sorry for how out of breath I was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh God. The bit with the mascara just really got me. Really got me like, oh God, I can't have people looking at my eyes if they're not perfect. Yeah, I understand that. I understand it. It's a good reason to be late. I should have just not worn any makeup, but mm. I was trying to make an effort, you know. Of course, of course. You want to feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So I was obviously feeling a little bit stressed. And then... I think when I went in, I, I was a few minutes late, but you hadn't luckily started, started. Se- the session yet. So it was it was sort of all right. Yeah, what were, your, what were your first impressions when you walked in? I mean, everyone was sitting on the floor, which was kind of as expected. Um, and there were yeah nice mood lighting, candles on, cushions, etc. And I guess I kind of just looked around the room and thought, oh... I'm going to be uh, staring into all these people's eyes. Mm. Uh, but I think I was trying to be casual about it. I think I um, tried to break the ice when I arrived, though. Everyone like went round saying like where they were from. And I made a joke being like, hey, I'm Ellis and I'm from outer space. Or something like really lame like that. Was that? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. I think what was most funny about the joke is like, in spiritual communities, it's the kind of thing you would say non-jokingly. I, I am here in human form, but I originate from the alien community or something. Like it's not the it's not the weirdest thing to say. Oh, they probably thought I was like really into it. Yeah, like for really sure. part of the spiritual world. You didn't realise how well you were disguised as a spiritual oh, person God. in that moment. Yeah, it was just verbal diarrhea because I was like, I'm late. I need to like break the ice. I want to be like, you know, kind of fun. But it did seem like a fun like group of people. I guess Mm. it must change depending on the group of people that come each time as to what the vibe and the energy is like in the room. Oh, God, get me talking about energy in the room. Oh, you're rubbing off on me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we did. We did the session. We started. I do remember the first guy that I was staring into the eyes of. It was pretty intense, mm. but we did record a little debrief, which again, I can't remember, but maybe we should have a little play of that um, and it will bring it all flooding back to life. Yes, go on. Just come up with the eye gazing workshop. Mudge, how was it for you running it? Any observations? I found it quite trippy today. Like when I was saying, oh yeah, people often hallucinate. Like, I was seeing a lot of weird shit in the room, but it was really beautiful, a really nice group of interesting people, as your horoscope predicted. Yeah, I was worrying about that during it, and I was like, oh, God. Like, the, the, the first time I opened my eyes on a person, I was like, I don't know that I've ever, like, looked anyone in, into their eyes this intently. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like, is he looking at me in a sexual way? Am I looking at him in a sexual way by accident? Like, what's yeah. going on? Um, and then as I went round and gazed with other people, it kind of, the one that I was like, oh my God, the horoscope said um, you gonna that have I was going to have basically have an affair. There was like one very beautiful woman in the room and I was like, she's just so beautiful. And like, she smiled at me a bit and like her eyes were so like crystally. And I was like, and I was like, is she like, are we, what's going on here? <laughs> 
like, and then I was like, no, this like, is this it? Like, is is this? Oh my god! And then at, at the end, um, she just sort of said, no, we didn't exchange numbers. No, she just left and said bye, and like that was the that was the end of it. So maybe my feeling it was one sided. <laughs> it's very one sided, obviously. Um, but yeah, overall. Quite a good experience, a weird experience. Yeah. Um, was it as awkward as you thought it would be? I found the first couple quite awkward. Mm. And then towards the end, I guess I like relaxed into it a bit and I was like, we're nearly at the end. Yeah. <laughs> we're nearly at the end. I was like, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, yeah, mm. that's the debrief. I feel like this is like just another chapter in your spiritual awakening. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I, I'm really glad that you took to it like a duck to water. <laughs> Next step, ayahuasca. Oh my God, no, never. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for your first ayahuasca retreat. Never, we can, we can, we can play that, that voice note. Oh no, never, never. Oh, One dear. day. I just sound quite drowsy in that. I think you were in that sort of deep, hmm. meditative, relaxed state. Think about the difference between that voice note at the end versus the one at the mm, That is beginning. true. Sounded like you had a bit of a crush as well, Alice. Well, the girl that I was talking about, I have subsequently seen her at another little gathering of mm. yours. She didn't even bat an eyelid when she saw me. I was absolutely furious. I was like, we had a moment in that <laughs> eye-gazing workshop. She was looking at me so intently mm. and I think it was... Part of the exercise, we kind of started off by just looking into each other's eyes and then you kind of directed us to have kind of a loving intention towards someone or to receive a loving intention, I think. Mm. Um, And she was giving me the loving intention. That was who I was partnered with for that particular exercise. And so I was really getting it from her. Like Mm. her eyes were like moving around, her eyebrows, she was you know, wiggling a little bit in her chair. <laughs> and then seeing her subsequently at another gathering, she I don't think she remembered me. Um, yeah. So Yeah. That's the thing in our day to day lives, eye contact it means something so significant which is why people are sort of averse to doing it because it's oh if I look at this person then they'll think I'm like sexually interested in them or I fancy them or that I'm staring in a way that could be perceived as rude but when you create an event or a space and just say let's forget the societal narratives and social norms for the next 90 minutes it just is what it is nothing more nothing less it's easy for that to just become something that happens and then ends and then you move on. But maybe because it was your first experience, you fell in love. <laughs> you got attached, you got feelings. Oh, God. What am I like? <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is, though, it was quite interesting how from the beginning, when I was staring into someone's eyes, the man whose eyes I was staring into had a very bulbous, bald head. Mm. And... It was just like I was staring at a potato, <laughs> like the whole thing. <laughs> it's just like all I can see is a potato. And then afterwards, we had to close our eyes. And then you know when you kind of close your eyes after looking at something bright, mm. you have the silhouette of that item or that object wow. in your eyes. And all I could see was this potato. And I, <laughs> I was like, oh "Is this how I'm supposed to be feeling right now? Oh have you ever seen a potato during an eye gazing workshop, Mudge?" I haven't. A bit like I was saying in that voice note, 
sometimes the room really starts to, I can't really see anything apart from eyes and then everything around the eyes starts to morph into weird shapes and colours in a way that feels like I'm tripping. Mm. Did you have any experiences like that, like almost a sort of psychedelic feeling? Yeah, like people's faces warped a bit, but I feel Mm. like that would happen even if I wasn't staring into someone's eyes. If I was staring at anything for For that long, long, I feel like that would probably... Like if I was staring at, I don't know, the lamp in my room, it would probably turn into a lion or something. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why it's a lion. It's a bit like the visual version of... You know when you like say a word so many times and it loses its meaning? Mm. It's like the visual version of that where you're hyper-focused and then you're like, what even is reality? The one thing I will say is I think it maybe made me reflect more on me as a person and just thinking about how I was reacting to having someone look at me. I was kind of pondering like, oh, am I feeling uncomfortable or relaxed or confident in myself or not? And Mm. I was just sort of thinking, what does the other person think of me? And how am I holding my face? And so it made me think, oh gosh, maybe I need to kind of like be a bit more like chilled out and relaxed in myself. Because some of the other people in that workshop who have done this a lot of times seemed so much more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, There's definitely an element of we've been conditioned to think this is not normal. And so obviously the first time you do it, there's going to be a bit of... Ugh! But then the deeper stuff that you're talking about is like what's going on inside of me that makes this uncomfortable or what does my brain do when I allow myself to just be, be present, be witnessed, be seen. And that's like powerful, powerful narratives to uncover. One thing that did happen in the workshop though, because there was an odd number of people who came along... We were paired up at one point, so we were staring into each other's eyes, and you were running it, so you were talking while doing it. And I just absolutely love, like, when I came and sat in front of you, you gave me a cheeky little wink, as if to be like, hey there. (laughs) Let me show you how it's done. (laughs) Welcome to the professional zone of this workshop oh my god no I think actually being partnered with me is the worst because like you said I am talking simultaneously so it's not the same feeling of you have my full focus and presence it's like yeah I'm kind of making eye contact with you but I'm also talking to the whole group yeah I quite liked it though it was it kind of I think because I knew you you were the only one actually that I kind of wanted to laugh out loud yeah, at yeah that's I was normal like, I know you this seems this is silly <laughs> So that's eye gazing covered. We will be back shortly with our usual horoscopes and mystic mudge to answer your crystal ball conundrums. Welcome back to Why the Hell Are We Friends? It is crystal ball conundrums time. Mystic Mudge, are you ready? I am ready. Are you summoning the the spirits? They are with us. Okay, good. This one's from Sarah. Hi, Mystic Mudge. I'm interested in going to an eye-gazing workshop, but I have what feels like a stupid question. How do you look into two eyes at the same time? You actually can't. <laughs> it's impossible. Or at least you can't while simultaneously remaining... <laughs> in focus try it you now. try and look into two eyes you have a just slightly blurred focus so yeah, can confirm yeah no tr- i try it again just it's in horrible. case still can't do it, it. Sick. yes you have to just pick one eye i mean you can choose to alternate and i might start looking into your left eye and then move into your right eye what i think is really interesting as well is that 
there's a definite difference between the energy of a person in either eye like if you look in one eye it's like okay this is I'm feeling this sort of vibe and change to the other eye it's like oh okay there's something different going on in there yeah like one of them is popping out and the other one's just kind of like smaller like (laughs) (laughs) okay do mind now well it does look like your left eye looks bigger than your right eye oh god (laughs) It's like, makes me think of Frankenstein in the nicest way possible. (laughs) Okay, let me do yours. I would say your right eye, the energy is like slightly warmer, slightly calmer, and your left eye is a little bit more sass and fire in that one. Oh my God. Do you think that we're... um, you know how we're like left-handed and right-handed? Do you think we're left-eyed and right-eyed? Oh my God. I mean, you can have like a lazy eye, can't you? Yeah. That's essentially like really strong right or left eye. Because I think, yeah, your left eye, it just looks bigger. So maybe you're left-eyed. Maybe And I maybe am. I'm right-eyed because you said that my right eye, I feel like I'm looking at you more with my right eye. Oh my God, this is tripping me out. Even like having this discussion is making me feel a bit queasy. <laughs> God, right. We literally could have answered that question as well in one sentence. No, you can't. It's Just impossible. look at one eye. Cool. Bye. Right, before we go, let's do some horoscopes. Here is your one, my Pisces pal. Discussions with close friends could lead to ideas for create. Sorry, can we just stop? Because you've got your eyes closed. You're taking this far too seriously. I just trying to really, <laughs> really soak it in. Really soak it in and be honest with myself about whether or not it resonates like it does every time. Okay, okay. Sorry, I'll start again. Discussions with close friends could lead to ideas for creative projects of some kind, Pisces. Although the projects themselves may centre on writing, music, drama, graphics or teaching, today's brainstorming is likely to centre more on business and marketing mm, yes. than artistic matters. 100%. Nonetheless, you could walk away feeling inspired and motivated. Write down your ideas. So I did have several conversations last week to do with marketing different ventures and different strategies and they were quite businessy although obviously there's always an element of creativity through the stuff that I'm working on so yes it's true a hundred percent true have you written down your ideas I have go on then Oh, God, are you going to... Sh- no, Stay I can't secret. share this confidential business strategy information. <laughs> Not on the air. No way, got to get some NDAs in place. Oh, God, where do you write down your ideas? Just like a, a little note on either on my phone or on my laptop. Oh, I was imagining like a chalkboard or like putting them into a crystal ball. Or, <laughs> a I don't scroll. Know, a scroll. And a quill. <laughs> <laughs> and writing them down in candlelight in my own blood <laughs> yeah. in the blood of a frog freshly from the morning pond <laughs> have you ever done that? that's a serious question <laughs> a vegan Alice <laughs> I mean yeah you didn't have to eat the frog afterwards <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, are you ready for yours? Yeah, go on then. Dear Seagate, 
As the moon in rebellious Aquarius bumps up against rowdy Uranus, you may be tempted to cut a few corners, but ignore the finer points at your own peril. A small mistake could have a big impact on the outcome. And wouldn't it be frustrating to have this fall apart over a technicality? Have patience as you push through this final stage. Cut corners on what? I don't know what it's talking about. I think it might be to do <laughs> with the wedding <laughs> planning. Oh, do you think? Well, what's giving you that vibe? Basically, it says, you know, the moon and rebellious Aquarius is i.e. this sort of like reckless, eh, whatever, YOLO type energy. And it's basically saying a small mistake, yeah. A small mistake could have a big impact on the outcome. That's something that you're working on, working towards at the minute that there requires a high degree of attention to detail. It wasn't psychic, it was more just thinking what's going on in your life where like you need to be really, really on it in terms of the details. But you know what? I have been a bit lax about it lately. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have just been like, oh, yeah, normally, it, normally I'm really like attention to detail. Mm. But because we've been engaged for such a long time, I'm kind of like... What will happen will happen now. Yeah. Which I think is maybe a more positive way of being. But God, no, maybe I maybe maybe I need to get my shit together and start properly, yeah, pinning down like the event person at the mm. wedding venue and all of this. Oh God, what, what kind of mistake could it be? Well, this is kind of implying that there's a small detail that could have a big impact if it's missed. You know what is happening soon. Oh, come on. Tell me. I've got to. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. Tell me, don't <laughs> I've got to go and register to actually get married, which is where you go with your partner and you get asked questions about mm. each other to kind of determine whether you're getting married for legit reasons. But I've been thinking about it and I'm like... God, maybe I don't know enough about him. Maybe they're going to tell us that we can't get married. Maybe I need to prep for this interview meeting. It's yeah, like it's an interview. Test. It's like apparently they ask you, you know, what, what your other half's parents do for a living and all of this. And yeah, I'm now thinking maybe this is a small mistake that could have a big impact on the yeah. outcome, i.e. you're not allowed to get even married. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay, wow, Sorry. we found it. True again. <sighs> Better get prepping. Are you relieved that this one's not telling you that you have to go to any more <laughs> workshops? Yes, or that I'm going to cheat on my other half. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's all we've got time for in today's episode of Why the Hell Are We Friends? We'll be back next week with a new topic, your crystal ball conundrums and more horoscopes. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, keep it spiritual. Keep it real. If you've got a crystal ball conundrum you'd like Mystic Mudge or Atheist Ellis' help with, just drop us a DM on Instagram at why the hell are we friends?